0: And I mean hot. It doesn't get any hotter than that. Well, it does, but wow. You know, you have no air conditioning going on during the day. It's horrendous. In fact, (laughs) I turn the air conditioning on in here around 3 p.m. every day and, you know, to cool it off in here because it's the only, only place I have AC right now. And I stay out there all day or I'm in my car running errands. I took a nap today because because of the heat, you know. I cleaned house and stuff and ran some areas. Came in here around five. Sat down to cool down, rested my eyes, and woke up at 5:45. So I fell asleep. You know, so the heat really got to me today. But uh, at least I'm here. I'm alive. And the other thing I discovered today was, a few minutes ago, was red velvet cake. Yeah. Now I know. Now I know why everybody loves red, red velvet cake because. Wow, I have to get some more of that. It's addictive. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host tonight for the next hour or so. Because when Nancy comes on, we never know. There's always an or so. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about past lives and and how they affect your current life. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I'm also the owner and operator of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California, with 35 strong up and down the state. And it's kind of cool because we're in almost every county in, in, in California. Well, I know there's a lot of counties, but we're, we're in enough counties that if, if you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you, you know. So it's like yeah. we don't charge for our services. We're doing it to educate and help you out. So if you do think you have a paranormal issue, please uh, give me a call or shoot me an email or contact me on Facebook or contact me. CaliforniaHaunts.org, or contact me at Radio.com or you know there's all kinds of ways you can hold me or even here in the chat room that works too. Also, we're broadcasting on on Facebook and YouTube tonight, so if you're well, if you're watching on Facebook, oh no! So if you're watching on Facebook, <laughs> hang on one second. So hang on, hang on, hang on. So if you're watching on Facebook, um, sorry about that, if, if, if you're watching, if you're watching on Facebook, do, uh, my mind just went blank. So if you're watching on Facebook, please, um, please follow. Sorry about that. Please hit that follow button because we're real anxious to uh, get followers and we, we enjoy having followers. Nancy and I enjoy having followers. I enjoy having followers. If you're watching from YouTube, please click down at the bottom right where they have where where you see that the ghost with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat on, because that is our mascot. And those are our subscribe. That's how you can subscribe to our to this channel. And this channel we have 200 over more than 250 videos over there already, and we're gaining. And there are different topics and all that good stuff. And I think there's something there for everybody. Also. Nancy and I have a special event coming up. Um, I have a Patreon site, and the only issue with the Patreon site is that you have to pay a membership to be over there. You know, so it has to be a consistent membership to be over there to participate in events. And I think doing Facebook events, you know, doing a paid event on Facebook, is probably easier for everybody because you don't have to have that constant membership. So Nancy and I are going to get together on, I think, Saturday the 18th, evening Saturday the 18th, and she's going to do a special reading for people. Five minutes, a whole five-minute read. We're limiting it to eight people, eight participants. It's 10.99 per person. And you will get Nancy's undivided attention for, for a whole five minutes of read. We're going to test it out and see how it goes. Because I mean, we yeah, there's several ways we could do this. We could do this through Meetup and you know StreamYard and in the Zoom and all that. But uh, we're going to try it out on Facebook Live. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, I have the uh, check events. You're probably going to have to join the page uh, to like the page. The page is California Haunts Ghostly Events, and you'll have to look that up. But it's California Haunts Ghostly Events, and you'll probably like I said, you'll probably have to like the page and all that. But the event is over there, and it's, it's waiting for you, and like I said, we're, we're going to limit this to eight people for readings, but uh, you're going to get a whole five minutes of Nancy. Okay? All right. Well, tonight. Hi, Nancy. How's it going? Oh, you missed what I was just saying? Well, what we did was um, I wanted to do a special reading event with Nancy Matz for you guys. And you know because we do the general stuff you know on here like we'll do the past life readings and all that, we wanted to put together a special event for you guys. And so uh, on Saturday, the 18th, 7 p.m. The time could change because Nancy has you know her clients, but we're going to do an event here on Facebook, and it's going to be a private event, only eight people. Uh, it's 10.99 per person. And you, get five, you, get, you get a five-minute reading one-on-one with Nancy. So if you're interested in that, go to California Haunts Ghostly Events. That's the page it's going to be on. All right. Like I said, um, you know, we I have a Patro- a Patreon page, but I mean, if in order to do that, that entails you have like a membership. I I don't want to do that. I don't think it's fair to you guys. You know, money's tight for everybody, and and I get that at this point. So I think it's better that we do like a like a, like a online Facebook thing. So if you're interested in that, yeah, go over to California Hospital, Steve Vincent, join them. Okay. Anyway, without further ado, I'm gonna bring Nancy in, and uh, we'll get this show on the road, huh? I see Nancy's in the green room, and she's kind of bouncing around. The hands are moving already, and you know, I see the hands are the hands are rotating in motion. and You know how that goes. All right, here we go. You would think I was Italian and not Indian.
1: (laughs) I'm always doing this. (laughs) And I'm actually quite a calm person. People who know me, uh, I'm, I'm, I hate to admit, I do like to keep busy. So I guess someone would say I'm type A plus. I do more in a week than most people can do in a month or two. And I have friends that say that. Um, I'm kind of sitting close. I want to.
0: What's really Was I like got an angry face emoji from somebody, and I wasn't two minutes in, into the show? An angry face? What's that what? about? I don't know.
1: Angry face. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can, that well, upset. Maybe it. it's, it's the, the topic. I, it's a person <laughs> it's I've never mean. known before. It's okay. They might have thought I was someone else. I don't have any hurt feelings. I always believe that. What they is might what? not
0: like my spiel. You know, my whole thing Hear about me? my red. They might not like my whole thing about my red velvet cake. I don't know. You know. Life's too short, Char. I'm just, I'm just being me. Everybody that knows me knows I'm just being, I'm just being me. Well, anyway, I was trying
1: to um, show a picture behind me, and uh, the screen is a little smaller, and I'm sorry. My first book is the two, the cover. It's two hands, and this is a right up to what we're talking about. Uh, I let I someone use my house to I want do a, a drink
0: pub- because we're informal on Friday, so. I get to drink in front of the What's camera. that? What are you, what are you saying? I what woman? I have something to drink because we're informal on Fridays. So here. There
1: it is. Okay. I wanted to show that picture, but then I'm cut out. Oh, well. Everybody picked okay. into the picture. <laughs> I see the photo. It's a painting. And it's that's painting the cover stuff. of my first book, Two Worlds, uh, Developing Psychic Skills. And I really condensed a lot. And the editor took out half my book. So I'm going to upload the second half, make it a second edition, and part of that is um, spirit off-world stories. Kind of strange, but it, she felt like maybe I was hitting an audience so I wasn't quite ready for this. But anyway, I let someone use my house to do past-life regression, And I was in a front-room office, and they were taking my front-room uh you can appreciate my house is nice and neat and clean, kind of cute. And so he asked, he says, oh, you have to have tonight. This woman would love to have your, okay, well, fine. And I could hear pause and I could hear a chuckle or two. And I thought, huh, I think they're done. And I walked out and they were done. They were chatting and I wanted to ask questions. I went, well, was it fun? Was it fun? And she volunteered. Yeah, it was kind of fun. You know, was, we got a little out of this or that. I was standing between the front room the dining in the kitchen, Now, this 1200 square foot house. This is in 92 three. And so, uh, this is my first house after divorce. <laughs> so I was leaning on the wall, separating the kitchen dining and the front room and the walls leaning on led to my bedroom. And so, uh, I was leaning there just kind of, they were talking, I was listening, everybody's all having a good time. And I looked to my, uh, my right, coming out of my bedroom was this little spirit woman, a little spirit woman, a scrawny little spirit woman, ancient, aged, and she was walking toward me with her hand up like this and I'm going, oh shit, <laughs> is that going to be bleeding <laughs> I hope not, anyway, uh, needless to say, I was, I was more upset than I was excited because how many times did you see a spirit person coming toward you and their hand their hand is up like this where her eyes is? She was so short, mine 4'11. I mean tiny, tiny. And she had a, a really old gown on. And I I I didn't know what to make out of it. And I must have I put my hand out because I didn't know what to do. And I suspect the look on my face kind of got their attention and I wasn't mm-hmm. looking at them anymore. And the fella who did the past life regression he says what is going on with you and i go there's a ghost woman look toward me and she's got her hand up and i don't know what to do so i'm going to reach out to her and so the lady said what does she look like and of course i couldn't help but say well she's really tiny she does she's got a black dark dress on and she's bony, and she's really old and she's got her hand up like this and i gave a little facial thing of going i can't remember what it was and I was trying to keep my excitement down. I was trying to breathe. And the woman said, "You just described my mother in that la- my past life regression." Excuse me? Ooh, oh, oh, everybody, goosebump time on my arm here. So, on my in my book, I do cover this regression. And what you see is the hand of the spirit lady and mind touching and we actually locked fingers. It was a few months later and I was writing the book and my editor had it and you know in 92, 93, 93 I was writing it, uh, 94 I put it out for the first time. And um, at the time no one else was writing these, so kind of did well. You know, I was really excited and everything. But before I could put it out, I had I had to have a cover. And I was on the phone. Remember, we didn't have cell phones. I was on the phone. <clears throat> and then from the dining room into the kitchen where I had the phone, this little old lady showed up. And I go, oh, my God, there she is again. <laughs> I don't know who I was talking to, but they got an earful. And at that moment, I realized now I know it needs to be on my cover because the same lady showed up. Mm-hmm. And I think she wanted her story told in the book. And I did write about her. But it was the first time that something so dramatic happened. And I I, I didn't have that belief system. If I did, it was really shallow, like I didn't believe in it. But here was this woman from a past life regression wanting me to acknowledge her. Now, when I have told people, when I step from here, and Shara's is, um, I'm sorry, I ate something really quick before I got on. Feels like I'm still got a granola bar in my mouth. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, so here we are, talking about past life regression. And at that moment, I realized that this woman was standing all by herself. So when Shar did that show with, I did a show with Shar. It was her show, and people were writing in and said, "What spirit person is next to me?" Mm-hmm. There's no way for me to know that. Because I go to the person, and I have to put and float my energy out a little bit, and it's used. But I don't talk too often of my shopping, out to dinner, places I've gone, and there are spirit people walking around that I can see. So they're absorbing energy. Now, I understand this for maybe 20 years, right? They're all absorbing energy from their surrounding air area. So when you go on investigation, cold spot comes up to you. And you see a spirit. Well, they're grabbing what they can from you. So when this woman came, I don't know where she was getting the energy unless she got it all from me. And I realized that spirit people have that command. Uh, We're doing cemetery tours. That's where I met Shar for the first time. If anybody's first time listening to me, and there were so many people in the groups, from 150 to 250, for six years, five and six a a summer into October, and. I think that people come for amusement, excitement, prove to me. Everybody's generating energy. And the summertime was hot and the wintertime was cold. So depending on the mood, I knew I saw some people two or three times. Uh, It could be that over time, and the spirit people in the surrounding areas would go, oh, human beings, there's heat over there. Let's go over and see what they're doing. So the spirit people could show up for me better because there was a more condemnation of a grouping of people, <laughs> like a granola bar, right? And so this event was actually a catalyst for me to become more interested. And within a year, I was getting more people wanting that past impression or having readings to me from me to bring up a past life uh, or they'd bring me dreams. And I, I would tell them what the dream is and the importance to that dream to them because I've always told you that if I see it, even a past life regression with sharp. there's such a concentration in my face, I have my head down, I'm actually in time with her, looking at what she's looking at. Because she's not a visual person, but a feely touchy, I had to think really quick. I wanted this to be success. So I had to see what she was seeing, to ask the right questions, so she could feel what she had on, feel the ground. Uh, She couldn't see her spouse or the child. Have her bring that to her mind. And so I was trying to pull that to her. But all these years, different dynamics of past life has come through. I wrote some notes up. Four pages. (laughs) Four pages of just highlights of things I want to talk about. And so I'm sitting here waiting for Charlotte to come on and bring me on. And I'm going, ain't going to (laughs) work. I am not going to read four pages worth. I'll write a book. And this is just notes. This is not the book I'm writing. This is one that, uh, and this is another show for Char and I, Karen Rothstein in Lincoln, California, is a past life regressionist. And she's somebody that helps people with all kinds of stuff. And she called me one day, and she says, I have a client. I can't figure out what's going on. Guess what? Possession, past life, all kinds of things. Extraterrestrial. Oh, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's going on and on. So at some time, we should do one with her, a show, so we could mm-hmm. talk about past life and how it really affects us. So early in the 90s, and there should be a little time. I talk a lot. If you're going to write notes, get the pen pencil out or re-listen to this uh, at YouTube. And I'm going to take things that seem to come up more often. I'm not gonna go through four pages you don't have the hearing for me to talk that fast all right so I could break this up into four or five shows do you want that you have to let us know if you have something that's burning write it down and say Nancy can you discuss this ah heck yeah I could jump right on that but there's a couple things I do want to talk about and I do believe that spirit people from our past and past lives from our past meeting grandma grandpa aunt and uncle stepfather stepmother two, jump three generations back they probably knew you before you chose the family to come and that happened and so is that a past life or was it a life between lives where these people are all connected so a lady comes to me when I had a I was fixing homes and people say where are you now well I used to do what they call flipping home It's all popular on TV my first husband and I did a lot of it. So naturally I continued it. My first one, of my first flips was in Fair Oaks Boulevard in old Auburn had a lady come to me and she says, I have a story to tell you. And of course I'm all ears. And, I speak with and she says, I, I want to share this with you. This is really amazing. Uh, I have a 10 year old and a boy and he was young, like two or three. Have you heard that one before? Two or three years old. Right. And, um, uh, he started talking to me one day of how he was missing grandma. And I said, well, we visit grandma. She, he says, no, the other one. Well, maybe you better tell me this one. And he gave the nickname of what she was called, but he also gave her a physical description. She died nine years before he was born. Hmm. How can a child know that? I am a favorite of Jeffrey Long, Dr. Jeffrey Long. And the channel that's called LMN, if you write in Google, Ghost of My Child, these stories that come from a two and three year old. Amazing. And I've told some of these stories on other shows, of this one, a friend calls me up and has a three year old. They're watching um, National Geographic, and it's on Peru. And she walks in and she looks at the screen. Here she is, a taller, two and a half or three years old. Remember, we lived there, and I was big, and you were small? Hello? She calls me up to scream, and I says, calm down. So for you moms, back then I had I had a sense of what needed to get done. I says, first off, stop yelling at me. <laughs> Go back and give her a hug and say, oh, I love that. Can you please tell me a story or draw me pictures and let me know more of what that was about? Well, she called me back, and she did. And they drew or talked or something at the moment. on my, Those notes, I have other notes here. And she says, a bad man had come to the village and hit everybody in the head with a stick. And she was the daddy. And my friend Camille was the child. They don't know that. Most of you don't know that. uh, I was six years old. My father was killed by a drunk driver. And so when you talk about children talking about um, death, I died in a plane crash. I jumped out of a building. You can see I watch all those on Ghost in my child. And some of the stories, like the parents say, I never talked to them about military, fighter ter- planes, train accidents, car accidents. And I have to share with you when my father was killed, my mother did relocate. She went, we, we lived in Hollywood and we relocated to what we call North Sacramento now. And so we moved in with grandma and then with an aunt. And then we lived uh, in a duplex off of Marconi. And I don't remember until we moved a couple of times that the idea that daddy would never come home, I had no concept of death. Now, what they see on TV, guns and killing and all that, I don't think the concept is real to them. Uh, I just remember not knowing what death was. Well, he's gone, so he'll be back. No. And I don't think I grieved his death until I had children of my own. That's when I realized what I had missed. So I would like to talk about a a few things. For you out there that want to know, is there such a thing as guardians, guardian angels, I would like to talk about those who have an epitome toward animals and soulmates, Um, an instant dislike for someone without understanding, love affairs, can't, you can't. You just can't keep your hands off that person. You just love them, love them, love them. Then you step back and you go, I may love that person. I do not like that person. And why is that connection there? So I don't know which one you want me to talk about, but I'm going to start. <laughs> and sometimes I have to look at my own life. Mm-hmm. Early 90s, a lot of this happened early uh, because I was so inquisitive. Now I'm kind of in the groove after 32 years of doing this. And most of you know, I worked for the telephone company, and I worked there for 24 years. I'll quickly add that up, right? So, uh, so I quit that job, and then 30 years later, I doubled up a two job for two years. So during that first few years, um, I am an artist. Uh, I'd like to get back into painting one of these days and drawing. Uh, it comes to my family, both sides, all the way back. So I'm yearning to do that. So I used to do a lot of sketching. And some of you have drawings um, uh, of people I've I've seen, and I could talk all night on that alone, right? all night. So I drew an Indian, I mean an African princess, or someone of status. And she was an itty bitty tiny thing. Um, What generation, you know, the more we eat and the better the food is, Mm -hmm. we seem to grow. But this was a tiny little thing. And she says, I used to do cartwheels. And she showed me with a shaved head and beads going all around. And the idea, the feeling I got, and I don't know if she's here. She might have been there for support, is that we hopscotch in time. We take turns. She says, this time it's your turn. So I must have known her and her world. And I've never been to Africa. I have people that are African. But clearly this is not South Africa where the Dutch and the English went. This was in the heart so the only way I can describe it is the women shaved their heads and they had a lot of beads and she was t- small boned and she had a lot of beads all over her. And I don't know how she cartwheeled with all that on there or this was a ceremony outfit that she had on. But in her world, we, you know, we, what kind of toys and things that kids had? Well, they did upper, in top, somersaults and cartwheels. They did all kinds of fun body things. And so her representation of life after life, next one, next one, was to hopscotch. She says, we hopscotch from, she showed me hopscotch from one life to another. So I do believe that you will have a feeling of being watched and cared for. It could be someone you're hopscotching with, with ex-soulmate, someone that you were so close to that you asked for companionship, doesn't mean that you need it. It's that warm and fuzzy, or is it, or was it a parent? Because I know uh, Char has someone in her household all the time. And he's a gentleman. He's not her dad. And the first time, a couple times I went to her house I like, went, who's, who's this man? And she says, oh, that's my, you know, so she needs to tell that story. I don't want to. So these people come in our life, even after they've passed, to mm-hmm. become that companion. Now, that's different than angel. Uh, I've actually seen what we call never been born. Um, how does that relate to past life, future life type of us uh, and other stories? Future lives, but I actually saw a true angel once and it was a gentleman named Cliff Fair Oaks, California and Kathleen and Marlene's house and I might have told this story, you know <laughs> Some of them are so good. I keep, keep repeating it and he was sitting in the archway between rooms a house built in 1970s, you know the archway that you could see like that and she filled it from the bottom to the top of the ceiling, but she was standing on the other side of the arch. And she came in and told me to tell him that she had always been there for him, that she was his life companion. I understand that was an angel. I'd never seen anything so bright and luminous in my whole life. And when she allowed me to see him, almost see that, that she was there with him, I don't know where she got the energy. I don't know if she self luminesces. Or she suck it in from everybody else. Can't tell you. And she said to me, tell him I came into his life at 12, and I was there at 22, and I will never leave him. I probably should write him a note, tell him I'm talking to this. And at 12, his mother died. And at 22, he had to take some kind of exam to be able to college. And he was afraid, and she gave him that support. So Mm -hmm. angels, yes. Companions from past life, Absolutely family members but the one i want to point out was the one from a different lifetime that you can have over and over again um was there anything in the chat room i saw you reading the computer
0: no i was putting the link out to uh that event to where that that that, that event on the 18th
1: yeah this is gonna be fun this is the first time and even though she said eight when you think of an hour I think she might squeeze up to 10 if it gets busy only yeah. because we have to introduce ourselves. We have to figure out who you are, what your questions and you got to let me have 30 seconds to get it. So it's open to everything and things I talk about. Absolutely. Overcoming phobias.
0: How can you tell if Okay, I'm, I'm going to read this, let me blow this up so I can see. There we go. How can you tell if it is a past life aggression or a spirit passing through or a dream?
1: Well, you need to turn up the volume just a little bit. I didn't hear all that. Okay. Hang on. How can I'm you
0: tell to... if it's a past life aggression or a spirit passing through or a dream? Past life regression.
1: Um, I, I didn't quite understand that again. I'm sorry. Maybe
0: she means regression. Um, how can you tell if it's a past life regression or a spirit passing through or a dream? What's the difference? Oh, 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 oh! Um, so you're
1: getting past life flashes. Okay, so if if you're getting oh my goodness, I get flashes. It's amazing past life regressions. I had done when I was coming out of it, my first one. I said to myself, it felt so real that I could feel the pavement under my feet from the shadows of cold to the heat of the sun. So when, you fly, when something is shown to you, I also believe you never forget that. So if it's crisp, clear, uh, I don't tell this too much. To, I never brought it up because I didn't think it was a big deal. So I died at seven. It was very quick. I just had my tonsils out. and Guess what? My mom, not knowing different, gave me an aspirin. I bled out. So I remember being rushed to the hospital again. But in that little window... I have never forgot the woman who talked to me, talked to me, and I liked her. She was very soft and just older lady, and I says, can I go with you? And she says, no, see those people down there? And I was looking through something, and I saw two little people, and I and she says, you need to go back for them. What? What's that mean? Like, I didn't understand death. Do you know I have never forgot that? And they say past um, near-death experiences are like that. And so I also want to add a past life is like a deja vu that you can never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also getting future lives now. And so I see myself as two men and a woman. And I cannot, I even can tell what their cologne is like on the, the old man. It's almost like if I open that window, I can investigate more so the lady or gentleman that asked about past life take yourself back and force yourself to look around and get more because what you want is a date a location mm-hmm. if possible a name i did a past life regression i remember thinking i need to know who the emperor was and it's a foreign language i can't you know like that wasn't that very smart but i gave him the tape and so if that person went back to investigate so be it you know so you try to capture as much as you can so in your past life flash or dream it's crystal clear so a woman comes in and i've mentioned this before Kathy and she had a dream of being in i would call germany centuries back and when she started i blended with her and i went oh my gosh i'm seeing the very same thing so i start mm-hmm. describing it to her and in that period you had the long street, Main Street of town, and then you have what we have now, the curve about driveabout. And she was um children of a butcher and the spiral staircase going up to their bedroom. Now I'm not gonna say what happened, but clearly it was terrifying for her to hear her father come up the stairs. She was the oldest, there was a the younger brother. So Kathy, if out there you see this, give me a call. <laughs> I don't know what state you're living in now. She was a Californian, then she moved to Texas. So I don't know if she's retired after all these years. But you will never forget it. And because I was part of it and gave her more energy, I started describing the building she was in. It's what I do. I don't, you know, everybody, people do this. You practice piano every day after 30 years, 32 years, you're going to be better. I do what I do. Now, that was some time back, but I was born this way. So I don't make any deal about it. Just It's amazing to me. I call them head turners. Like, oh my gosh, did I say that? (laughs) It's amazing. But what that is, is people know me as really truthful. I cannot make these stories up. I'm not clever enough. But the stories are amazing to make you wonder. Anyway, okay. I want to
0: do a shout out real fast. Athena can't make the special read. For a very special reason, her daughter is getting married on the 18th. Is that
1: supposed to Pardon me, I'm going to turn the fan off. Hold up.
0: Congratulations, Athena.
1: Oh, Athena's daughter is getting married on the 18th. 18th, Yeah, well,
0: congratulations. You know what?
1: If you had to choose, the daughter is number one. That's it. Yeah, she's so, daughter's so excited. She may not have her focus, so make sure you write down everything. So that's that's great. Um, instinct or dislike for someone without understanding, um, going to this, I've used, but it happened to me. You go into a group of people and you've had that, who is that? You know, you like, you want to stay away
0: mm-hmm. in
1: all these years. I've only had three clients that I didn't want to read. And one of them came into the angel shop in Folsom, And and she looked like a lovely girl, but when I sat down next to her, she sat down next to me, I knew I couldn't talk to her. Why? I don't know. Was it impending death and I couldn't tell her? Was it, she was a bad person? Was she possessed? I mean, something instant or was it a past life? Mm -hmm. Past life drama like that is really disturbing because unless you have past life aggression and forgive them, it will haunt you. So if ever you are in that situation, you release them with love because there might be some kind of something going, I'll put it in my hand up like this, that you need to release that person to do their life. It's really difficult because sometimes we have phobias, we have fears, we have hauntings of memories. Uh, I've always said, uh, my first husband, I dated all through high school, four years four and a half years before we got married, we were children. We got divorced. How, how can you, how can you evolve? So I always said adult love is great love when you're children, it's hard. So I don't have any angst against him. We had hard times, but what if I had found out about the time we were going to get married, by the way, you know, that man you're going to marry, he murdered you in a past life. Thank God. I didn't know because we have two beautiful children and now I have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. <laughs> so uh, at some point, I'm glad that we do forget. But our inside our s- inside person sometimes will have that memory. And it surfaces at the most in- hospital times. It's like, wait, wait a minute. What's that? What's that feeling? Is it deja vu? No. I want to share a fun story.
0: Real quick. We have Not- a question in the chat room. Please interrupt you. What does Nancy mean when she says possessed?
1: Uh, Oops. (laughs) Uh, I do believe in possessions. Karen Rossi and I have documented 35 cases at which we will write a book on. And these are unhealthy spirits or insane spirits, needy spirits, uh, drug alcohol spirits, and they die without recovery from the lust or the wanting or the perpetual habit of being a bad person, never could forgive themselves or ask forgiveness or we re, or repentance. And they will sometimes find somebody to be part of that. And we don't always know until I finally got into recognizing that in people, mm-hmm. especially Karen, because she deals with people on her healing modality. Like she's in a place where she, has to understand what the problem is, and so 35 times she's called me up, and I've described the problem and the spirit and where it's attached, and then she goes back, and she calls him and goes, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so I'm one that believes that the um, spirit people who who die in terrible, awful one terrible things in their life. They are the ones that possess us. Can they be insane? Yes. In my world, I have never seen what we call a demon. I look at a lot of spirit people. I look at a lot of homes. I have done a tremendous amount of remote viewing. And not just Shara's group. Lots of groups. Lots of readings. And I have never seen anything that I would sit back and go, I'll be dying. Look at that. Never, ever. Ever. So then, when people believe it, I says, you know, sometimes our culture and our religion makes us want to believe that because our religion will save us from it. So sometimes I have to be careful. I did marry a Catholic. He didn't particularly like the church environment, though. We lived across the street from the Holy Family Catholic Church where we were (laughs) married. It's such a sight, and that um, place had a following and a family, and they believe together. So when you believe together, we create together. And sometimes that's hard to understand when people like me spend a lot of time over there talking to spirit people, looking around and I don't see it. So I've identified those people that do the possession, possession of humans, their desire, their need, their want, their insanity to be part of life again. People who are so addicted to flesh, on every different level from sex or food or alcohol or remember, I'm not talking about those who have in this lifetime body conditions that are diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I had Graves disease and cancer and my aunt, my mother's oldest sister had it too. And I looked just like her. So I, biologically we inherit those things, but there's a lot of other circumstances and uh, that's hard for me to, that's hard stuff. It's really hard stuff as well as in san, insanity in spirits that do the tormenting. So that's another show, everybody, another show.
0: Let me ask you uh, something real quick. When you talk about the energy that the, the, the spirit kind of want to take from you, and I know mm-hmm. I run into this on investigations because they, 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 they can suck you down pretty good. Yes. If you don't yes. know how to control it. Because one of the things we'll do on an investigation is we'll say, okay, you, you, you can take a pinky. You can touch my pinky. <laughs> and you that's all you can do. It up. It. Because, of, because of, if you let them go any farther, they're going to take advantage. And when, for nobody that's ever been what I call goose by a ghost, I call it goose by a ghost. <laughs> for nobody that's ever been goose by a ghost, it's like you feel the hit. And for me, my, my stomach does a flip, I can feel it. And then I know what's going to happen within 20, 30 minutes, I'm going to be ready to crawl in bed and sleep for like three days. Yeah. After they do it. But I mean, it's exhausting. If you don't know how to control that, it's, it's crazy. It really is. And I've talked to Shar about this. I've been doing this a long
1: time and I come from an engineering background. Now, you know, any engineering people that are talkative, <laughs> I have to work at talking. This has always been an issue for me. Um, I have a lot of allergies. I mean, tonight's been, in fact, my eyes look pretty good. I was really suffering today. Um, as everybody in California is, right? <laughs> uh, when I uh, do this, these sessions, it's amazing the number of people say, oh, I feel so good. I'm so glad I talked to you. And it is a fact that I blend with them and I don't get all of me back. So when a spirit is in the room and I drop my life force, I can feel someone near me now. I realize for me to look at that person, I have to bellow. Oof. And let some of my life force drift from me over there. Now, I am a high energy person because I've always been an athlete. And my body build is medium bone and I'm muscular, just like my grandmother, just like my aunt, whom I resemble. Now, my mother was a hundred pound, five foot three, looked like father's side of the family, English, Irish and Scotch. The American Indian people, the only the strong survive. And they were good runners You know, I was riding horses and racing horses and running and racing. So I have a bigger motor. And I think that's really contributed to my being able to do this and deal with the numbers of people. A lot of audience listening used to see me at psyche fairs all through California. A lot of them. I would talk for eight to nine hours, 22 to 24 people and taking just potty breaks and a power bar. It's amazing. People used to say, how are you doing this? I says, I don't know the momentum the the power of being able to to help people to connect with human beings, it's a, it's a high for me. And at my in my at mid, I'm in my mid 70s now, and I just love it. It keeps me going. All these topics charge me up all the time. So I want everybody to know this is a gift. If you can get into this, if you have purity of heart, and I'm a spiritual minister, I did it old-fashioned way. Um, I studied for two and a half years uh, uh, Church of the Living God, Sedona, Arizona, and the pa- the pastors have passed away, so the church is longer. But I am I am committed to this, and everybody knows that. Okay, this is going to be a hard one, and I'm open to 50 more minutes of questions or anything. Uh, love um, affairs.
0: Athena was asking about because you mentioned control, like past lives having control over, over your current life.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: How does, work? how does that? I mean, how does that happen?
1: What was the person's name?
0: Athena asked a question.
1: Oh, Athena, Thai yeah. <laughs> girlfriend. Control
0: a uh, question marks. So I'm thinking, you know, how how can a past life have that much control over your current life?
1: Well, there is such a thing as a bleed through, just like the kids that talk about it. But <laughs> when you have unfinished business from a past life and you are driven. Or you have phobia and it drives you to stay away from something that you have wanted to overcome. You have not gotten over whatever it is you chose this life to do. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Bank robber. Bonnie and Clyde. Maybe this couple were bank robbers before. And they decided to come back to overcome the want of robbing banks. Mm -hmm. That is a drive within that person that they never, the excitement, the thrill of robbing a bank and running away with all that do- dollars, maybe is such a high for them, they can't not do it. Mm-hmm. So that drive to rob banks, I just picked Clyde. and Clyde, I don't know if they're listening to us, right? <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, Dillinger, whoever, that thrill of the ch- being chased, the thrill of money, the thrill of excitement, and there's such a thing as adrenaline junkies. And sometimes you can look at that and say, oh, this lifetime, they have it, there are robbers also. Let's see mm-hmm. if we can change that path and do different. In this lifetime, I am driven to do this work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it because I was a good person or a bad person? Now, I'm boring. I mean, you know, I was an athlete most of my life and we raised kids. The cancer got me out of, um, you know, cancer woke me up stage three uh, plus. At 39. My drive to leave that marriage and to figure out why hap- life happens is a driving force for me because it got me in here and I found the excitement again, that word excitement to find out more and to help people. I have to pay my bills. I'm really sorry. If I wanted a lot of God, I wouldn't charge as much, but I have to, especially at my age. I got to pay my bills, right? But the drive to do this is from a past life. And I've had two lifetimes where I saw the wanting to help and could not. Could not do it. And the little girl that's scrubbing that, oh, she's going to be a nun, initiate, what, what that's called. And she's scrubbing the floors, and her complaint is, all I do is scrub floors here. I thought I was going to help the poor. Amazingly pure intent. Maybe I got into this and fought the cancer, didn't die, because I don't ever see that girl surviving to be able to help the public. I survived the cancer and also survived a bad car wreck. I uh, roosted used race horses, I fall off a cliff with a horse. I had grazed, I had it for ten years. It almost killed me. I've had and almost bled out as a kid. I've overcome those to do this. So I've overcome the drive of those life I'm I know you can't see me, I'm doing this. Those lifetimes. <laughs> I'm doing this my last lifetime. I've I'm driven to do this in a positive way. So Bonnie and Clyde, it might have been a negative. So when you have a drive that's kind of like, wow, where did this come from? Might be fun to do a past life. Might be fun to see where that power came from. I've I know I've told this joke. I mean not joke, storyline, no jokes here. Um I did um a group in Placerville. And you drive through town, you go to where they had the mine. And it's a building two-story. So upstairs, I was doing a group. Mother, brought her son, teenager. And I looked at the boy, and this past life boomed right in front of me. And I found myself immersed in that person. I was drowning. And my hands were up like this, and I was looking up at the ceiling. I was in a wooden ship, and the boxes floating in the water next to me, banging into my head while I'm looking at the ceiling come closer and closer. I was pushing the boxes out, trying to stay afloat. That was not a survival incident. So I looked at the young man, and I says, if you told me that you cannot be in confined places with water, but you could be in the ocean. I said more, but I'll make it short here. Guess what? The sun looked like a deer with the headlights hitting him. And the mother stood up and said, oh, my God, I can't get him to take a shower. But he's training to be an Olympic swimmer (laughs) in a big Olympic pool. Quite a contrast. He can't be in the shower. Phobias for all his life. And I turned to him. I said, now you can let that go. Now we know why you're so afraid of a shower. You died in that ship. It was terrible. It was dark and the wooden boxes were hitting you. And you were looking up the ceiling. Noticing it was getting closer and you did not survive that you're here to fulfill your dream of being in water Just like that young man wanted to go to sea If that if that man it's a man now if that man is watching this or his mother mm-hmm. Let me know what happened. Did he win? <laughs> he was a darling young man. probably 15 years old And here's this old woman sitting here telling him it's time to let that go. It's okay You're not going to drown this time Wow.
0: What a how healing is, moment. How is it determined, though, that, that these traits come into the next life?
1: I'm I mean, sorry. Who makes,
0: who makes that decision about what traits th- that are going to be brought over to the next life?
1: I think when you leave a life, I can mm-hmm. only speak to child, a ghost to my childhood and what they're saying. Right. Like one boy said to his mother, am I safe with you? Because last time I wasn't safe with my mother and I died. In this life, he chose a mom that would love him. Oop, goosebumps. And this is one of those stories on L, channel LMN on YouTube, Ghost of My mm. Child. And she said to him, don't worry, you can grow up in this life, and I'll love you every day. Oh. So he picked a mom that would lo- allow him to grow up because the past life he didn't get to. And so we do choose. And just like the one gal, Athena, said, what's that drive? Mm -hmm. I think in our past lives, we have unfinished business, good or bad. Mine was an initiate, wanted to be a nun, never made it. Mm -hmm. Is it because I married a Catholic? No, it has nothing to do with it. But maybe I saw the obstacles in front of me that if I had the power to overcome that because I was so hungry for my life. And I get to help people. Maybe she chose me because my father gave me the gift. And his mm-hmm. mother and her mother. Uh my my father's side of the family, upper New York State, Fox sisters, their neighborhood. And he and his mother, remember he died when I was six. So his mother used to tell me that when she was a child, the aunties and moms would sit around and do table tipping on Saturday nights. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun to see that? So I have I have generations of that, and it's not even the Indian side. The Indian side, my mom tells me before she, about 10 years before she passed away, she says, you know, I've always been intuitive, but I didn't want you to know. I just thought it was just, and she was the one that discouraged me. I used to see her hand go, don't want you to do that. But she has, she used to get the hits. I used to tell people I had the leprechauns on one side and the Indian fairy worshippers on the other side. <laughs> Go ahead. Any other questions? Well, I mean. We haven't finished. I want to do love affairs. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. I'll do love affairs. Do we
1: have another question, though? No. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to say this isn't true. How many have been addicted to somebody? And I've heard men say I was addicted to her and I didn't like her. Are we women? We will not give up. We will work at a relationship until it kills us. But then we don't like the person because it's the stress of what they put us through. So you can love somebody, but not like them. And sometimes when you want somebody so bad and they mistreat you, you will stay into it because you don't want to give up. But what caused it in the first place? That instant Attraction? So I did a Children's Miracle Network fundraiser in '92, and the reason I have that I have the plaque on the wall, so it reminded me. Right? <laughs> so I started the day, and I was remembering—I have pretty good memory of things—and this cute little blonde lady, probably late '30s, early '40s, and she was talking. All of a sudden, I saw her sitting there, but with another energy going on front top of it, and I felt eons. Oh, my gosh, goosebump time, eons of loving. Somebody was in her life where they have loved for eons. Because how I felt that, it felt like the horn of plenty. I've described past life, uh, somebody who had a lot of lifetimes uh, in a class. It was in a class, excuse me. And the love they had went on and on and on and on. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Wow. And I said to her, the man you're with is your soulmate. And I had to tell her I had never had that before. I've had it. Before. I haven't had it since. But only two out of thirty-two years is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And I and I gave her more information. She really wanted to sit down. I think it was about. her. And so, if you're listening to this young lady, a grandma probably now, a great grandma like me, come back. Let me know what happened. So anyway, she. Um, I gave her information about the kids. It was more, and she left. It was very early, like. 9 o'clock, and it was cool in the morning. You know how you're sitting in the park, to, and the balloons and the noise and the kids running around. It was a children's network, and they had barbecues. I'm sitting there going like nuts, right? And at the end of the day, this um, gentleman showed up, and he had very dark hair, kind of a square body, had a couple of grays going through it. seems like I remember thinking now he had a mustache. He sat down, and he says, yeah, I've never had one of these done. You know, how about just talking to me? I said, well, is there an interest? He says, well, I'm married, got kids. And so he said the word married. (sighs) And I went, oh, my gosh. I says, this is just amazing. (laughs) And I said, I just had laid this morning. And this amazing overlap, this deep, deep forever love was shown to me. And he said, that was my wife. Oh, wow. Can you stand it? How many people I just love that. How many people get divorced and they can't let, let go of that spouse? Mm-hmm. How many times Liz Taylor married those husbands over and over? You know, a couple of them, a couple of times. You may not like them, but you have a love of unresolved issues. Excuse me. Been mm-hmm. there, done that. And I tell my clients when they come, I'm so unhappy, blah, blah, I says, go back to when you met. What brought you together? recapture that, I don't care if it was beer and pizza, go have beer and pizza, rekindle it. And if you cannot, then I want you to write down what it is that drove you apart. You have to identify the pluses and the minus to figure out what kept you together. I guarantee you, if you don't do it properly, you're calling me in four or five years trying to get back. Mm-hmm. And that's because we love on a soul level, not necessarily soul mates, but past mm-hmm. lives, and you're supposed to work something out, or you had an agreement, or you were meant to have children together, something undone. And that's a love, but you don't have to like them. You have to resolve it, you have to be firm in yourself. That you go back to that person, you rekindle something. If you cannot, you better figure out what it is you got to talk about. So I have this dentist friend, miserable. She was, if you want to call me, yeah, I'd love to know what happened. <laughs> very um, uh, affluent. Mm-hmm. She had a high-paying job, and so there was money cold and lingled. And he says, I just don't know how to have this happen. I says, if you're that unhappy, I want you to either go to your favorite restaurant, clack corner, or a beautiful sunset on the deck. Treat her to the fav- her favorite whatever beverage. I say drink, maybe because I don't drink and I always think it's fun to have a margarita or something, you know. I have, I have a couple of things in the kitchen I could always drink. I'm too lazy. I think of it at 10 o'clock at night, like oh, you know, I could have had a, something, but it never right. encouraged me, right? And I says, in that moment of pure relaxation, you ask your spouse, are you happy with us? Just start the conversation. If they get up and leave, do it again. Because if you don't have the conversation to find out what's wrong, you'll be calling me to try to figure out how to get back. Mm -hmm. And just open up, just get that door open and say, this is really hard, everybody. Some of you say, well, I can't talk at all to that person. Then write a note. Are you happy with us? Are you happy in our marriage? Are you happy in your life? A lot of times people get into a life and they forget their life. Their life belongs to everybody else, and then it causes a divorce because it's so frustrated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you better start talking about your life, and we women are guaranteed to screw that. Up. Most men lay on the table when they first start, it's another show, everybody, lay on the table, all the things that was wrong with them. We women, we wait five years. <laughs> before we start complaining. And that's like crazy. It's very hard for us to go, oh, I'm dating you. Oh, we're going out. Oh, second, third date. You've yet to mention that you like to pick pick your teeth while watching TV. Hello. <laughs> and you give it up. You've got to be honest. And that's one of my favorite topics is love affairs you don't even like. Because it goes in from past life. And if you're not careful, Honey, you're going to do that all over again until you get it right for that next part, next life. Because in that life, between lives, you'll say, I messed that one up. hmm Yep. hmm <laughs> Yep, sure did. How about if I come back as a man and you're the woman? And let's see if we can fix it this time. And you'll keep doing that merry-go-round until you figure it out. How many lifetimes have we had? Well, I, I had the opportunity to talk to two scientists. One was a very close friend of mine at the time. And the archeologist was going to Peru because he had heard rumors. And uh, this was like the early nineties when I lived in Sacramento. It was like, I knew everybody, you know, how you go. It was like a novelty. <laughs> and uh, I, I was telling about this um, big place that lived underground. And the man that I was describing was a civilization prior to ours. Because the archaeologist had heard this and was going to go investigate this, and it was off the side of a mountain on the east side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And what I saw, which was crazy, I'm talking about the early 90s, we didn't have uh, – we had computers because I had one. Um, he was holding a piece of what I would call a Sibian glass, you know, sheer, shiny, shiny. It was very black, and he has. I, I had my hand up like this. This is what he's doing. But he was doing this on that piece of glass. Mm-hmm. With these, all these robes on this, pretty big guy, tall feeling to me. Um, I'm five four and a half. So anybody over five six seven is tall. Anybody mm-hmm. over six foot is a giant. So he was really tall, and he is punching this thing. And of course, when laptops came out and then handheld, I went, oh my gosh. I saw a civilization prior to ours where they had handheld computers, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So I'm not going to stop with that. We, I know we had it. So how many lifetimes? Someone said to me, uh, Nancy, <clears throat> there's more people alive today than all of history. Well, I'm not sure. And I did uh, one past life regret, not past life, uh, Karen Rossi and I, the attachment I saw was alien. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> and then I saw, I've mentioned this one before. I went to um, with a, another Karen. To a channel up event in downtown Sacramento. Uh, I'm not one to go do that kind of a thing because I don't know who's channeling through that person. Mm-hmm. I don't like someone spirit stepping into me to talk through me. It's like I'm a control freak. I don't want it. So this lady raised her hand. And she said, Why in this life, I have such a hard time connecting. You know, there's introvert, expert, you know, I'm kind of like forcing to be an expert, right? Mm-hmm. And next to talking here straight and the moment the woman said you were from Ireland and you were a shepherd and you lived on the hills and you were always alone and that was your love guess what I saw a flame she'd come from another planet and her prior life that affected this one now think about it if she's a flame from another flame body uh, how does that work right how does that Mm -hmm. multiply who knows uh, maybe they're created with the creation of the planet, but she was fire. She was a flame. That's all I could describe. And what I understood with that, that was such a, a cold existence, a cold meaning. Boy, that was fun. Wasn't that? Emotionally absent. There's no substance. Human. Um, Spirit people say they kind of come back because we have flesh. We're hot. We drink right. coffee. By the way, I have my coffee cup of my dreams. that says local woman and cat mother of the year. I'll die for coffee. <laughs> Not the fancy stuff, Starbucks, just hot with cream and sugar, pretend sugar. So this gets us this, this gets us back. We want that hug. We want a kiss. I tell you, my husband would say, shave on, mm. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. When I die, I may miss that. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps us going. So the life of a flame, she wanted to experience this hard for a flame to, understand human life you have to learn to integrate she may have to leave this life and start this life, another life in the flesh mm-hmm. so past lives affected her, didn't it I've covered a lot of topics but maybe a quarter of a page of notes so Shar will have to bring me back to start doing these other things and I would like to talk about this is going to be difficult for you guys to hear reincarnation of prisoners of World War II how about the Civil War? How many have birthmarks on your body like my yeah. husband? That's How is it affecting him in this life? Amazing stories. Amazing. We could do an hour just on that. Just, tell me, what, just tell me what topic you like, kids. And I'll just, because yeah, 32 years. I've just gotten started. I have 15,000 hours of MP3s and clients I've got to tap into before I'm gone these are the ones that are very fresh and uh, I've had a lot of fun and I'm trying to honor our hour. Yeah. I, you know, I've had a cup of coffee. I'm dangerous now. So it's uh was there any other hot question in there or if possible, write real quick, what you would like me to talk about next time.
0: Right. right. And right. then
1: Char can look at those. Um, love affairs is always good, but that's not quite paranormal. Um, so in some ways um, it could be private. I don't want to talk about someone personally, Right. but dynamics of past life, future life um, integration of man, woman, uh, people know me, um, eight personality, but I think what it is, is I see myself in two past lifetimes where I'm in, I was a man and maybe I want to experience motherhood in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was easier for me to be pregnant and, uh, you know, who knows what the reason. I, I know why I chose this life. And both my kids are gifted. Uh, both get hunches. Uh, my daughter sent me a picture today of my granddaughter. She just um, had drawn a picture. She's six. And it's like amazing. Amazing. I said, frame it. Let her write the date and sign her name. But my whole side of the family, my father's side of the family, great artists. My father had a, unfortunately, World War II started. He had a scholarship to go to Rome to study art. His father was a, George Patrick Nelson was a famous artist. We have it all through our family. It's so fun to see the jeans come down. Or, or is she one of those people? Sometimes we don't know.
0: Right, right. I love this. Nancy in the chat room had a great story to share. I almost drowned when I was six. My older brother who was swimming around the bend saved me. He told me something, spun him around and shoved him through the water. To, to me, he never heard or saw me
1: so he rescued you not knowing where you were. yeah his instincts told him he felt it on an intuit level, and he might have had to save you because he took your life last time his His big deal was to rescue you this time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: very possible.
0: Oh, here's a question from Janelle. What happens in the end of life transitioning into death?
1: That's a that's a whole show. I specialize in death and dying and recovery from death. And the recovery from death is both on this side and family and that side. Uh, we just plop out of our body. Um, I had a family come to me, talk to me, and the man's spirit was parallel to his body laying in the ground. On the the um, on the bed, he kind of floated and laid there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, a client. Wait a minute, how I would do this? He went bicycling. He was only fifty years old. He went bicycling for his, with his son, and fell off the bike dead. And he f- rolled out of his body, not knowing he did die. Um, a little girl was dying of leukemia, and uh, the mother asked me to talk to her. So I went de- back to the day of death, and she had a portal open up above her head and an angel figure because she was a teenager, late teens. And the angel had reached down and taken her left, her right hand, but the mother was clutching her left hand. And in the moment that was February of 92. Also, it was wintertime in Vallejo Vacaville. Mm -hmm. And Pat said to me, go back to that day. I want to know what happened to her. So I opened it up. What really, uh, Head turner moment is when I backed into that time. The daughter out of her body looks at me and says, "Tell mom to let go of my hand so I can go with this lady." And I said, "Pat, you held on to her hand so tight she couldn't release her spirit from your grip." And I see her pause, and she did this, and she lowered her eyes, and all of a sudden, ninety-two she let go of her daughter's hand Ooh. so i also believe that we can go back in our own time and fix a situation and it, mm-hmm. and it dominoes forward you don't know when you forgive somebody from some past incident or a situation that hasn't that hasn't changed time and because the Down Effect has gone forward, you didn't know you did it. Let's think about that for a moment. <laughs> Maybe I forgave my husband for being so unhappy. And now time moved forward to a place where I don't feel angry. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I don't feel that. When did that happen, that I went from unhappy to Okay. Right. It just happened one day. Maybe I made that pledge. I said, I forgive you, and it went back. And when I left him, I forgave him, and he healed, and I healed. And all those years to that point, now today, we don't know what we've done. So when I told Pat, you didn't let go, she had a hard time letting go. And going in with that woman, that portal, it was a beautiful, kind of beautiful Mm -hmm. And then she says, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And when I was looking at the spirit of this young lady wanting to leave, Pat let go of her hand. It's not going to be a big book, but the story of Pat and her family is amazing. She's written it all up, written notes. I've written the notes, but she signed it. I could write up and, and use her name.
0: Well, that's a good idea for a show. Janelle says that she'd like a show on that topic. So that'd be kind of cool. What happens at the end of life transitioning? You know what? I wrote it down. So so we will revisit that.
1: We will. I don't know if it's going to be the next one. But like I said, you guys, um, the topic is so big. Yeah. How can we capture all the information? Mm -hmm. I just think differently than a lot of people who do this business. And I'm very direct and I see things direct. You have to be able to hear it my way because I'm not afraid of death and I live totally different. I'm happy all the time. I'm happy as a person. I don't always like things that are going on around me. Like COVID got me too. You know, like I had it twice on all the shots, but I was unhappy being close in, in my home. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going, oh, everything is wonderful. No, I get, I get the same stuff everybody else does. But the inside person, the inside person, I know we survive. I've had too much proof. What if you'd lived without the fear of oblivion? Like mm-hmm. you can go on, you can try something new. Now, another thing I want to caution you, there's a client of mine and he called me up. This was mid 90s sometime. A lot of these stories. Listen, I have so many stories, right? Anyway, when he called me up for Fort point, he came over and looked at me and said says, Third time's a charm. You almost did it, huh? I yelled at him for five minutes. Don't you dare try to kill yourself again. He hadn't even brought it up. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because if it's not your time, and you've seen this happen, girl in in the news used a gun on her face. Should have killed her. Guess what? It wasn't her time. If you try to kill yourself, even with drugs and everything, you poison your body, blah, 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 blah. If you're not meant to leave, you get to live with the results. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, which brings us to Athena's question: What does it mean? Wait a minute. Okay, what does it mean to have almost lost my life many, many times in this life?
1: Oh, join the crowd, honey. I just told you four big bangers. I was three hours from a fatal heart attack. The grave disease depleted all the potassium on my body, and I felt not that bad. Right. Um, I've had a lot of close calls and going over the cliff with the horse in a race not race But we were train we were training, but people like me and the people I was with Linda and her daughter Rhonda we We don't just trot we were and my horse got spooked by a rattlesnake probably and over I went and I remember thinking going down this cliff I Don't think there's any way to stop <laughs> And he did. She did. She ran it with butters with my horse. She she found something to grab on. It. it was a rock. So I think sometimes, and I'll be really careful with this. I call it the red brick of God. Mm-hmm. If if you aren't getting the message, and this is hard. This is hard because I've come that close. As healthy as I look. Ooh, what does God he keep hitting me with a brick? The universe. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the the message. In some ways, it's, it's because you're off track. Like, mm-hmm. reevaluate where you are. Why are you having this happen? And you say, well, it was a car accident or it was a robbery. Well, it happened that you were directed to be there. For illnesses, I came, I came six, week, six months also, six months from my cancer being fatal. And I fought to, to get medical treatment because Kaiser wasn't giving tests to young women. Mm -hmm. And I let that go on for a year. And the story is amazing how I ended up in a doctor's office. Synchronicity situations were unbelievable. It's because I was supposed to get scared but not die. Mm -hmm. You got to be scared or you are awakened or God wants your attention, but you're not allowed to die. We're not allowed to die. And you may say, well, my child died at two. How's that fair? It's a spirit that wants a short trip, a stillbirth, a child born for weeks or two years. It's not just for the child. The child gets all the emotions of a lifetime in all those months, short months. The people around it, a lifetime of emotion and love. I had, I had a, um, a disabled, mentally disabled young person talk to me. It was during a reading. And he said the last lifetime was so hard. He come into this lifetime just to receive love. I have yet to know anybody that's disabled that isn't the most loving person. And the family grapples around that child to give him all this love and attention. So sometimes the most disabled people are the most cared for and loved over. And and sometimes it's that child from a past life that got so abused that it come back just to be taken care of. It's just not always what we think it is. It's more, the bigger, the is so big. And I didn't say I like, I don't want my grandbabies or my children to die. Mm-hmm. But I would have to sit back and say, I walk the talk. If it's their time, it's their time. But I don't want it to be their time. I'm not foolhardy. I don't want anybody I know to die. I don't want charge. I don't want anybody to die. But you cannot stop it. So my father got killed by a drunk driver. He took a life insurance policy out April 1st, 1955. Midnight. He was killed at 2.30 in the morning in a car hit by three Korean War veterans, heroes, drunk from a party. How in the... Excuse me. Blah, 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 do you line yourself up to get killed by war heroes? And he knew it. Could he have avoided it? I don't think so. But he could have. Because my last words to him was please don't go, we'll never see you again. <laughs> mom and my mom doing this to me. I don't know how much control we have over things like that. My mother lost her father at 12 my father lost his father when he was a teenager
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't you think I looked at my husband the children I have and worried every day is it my turn now mm-hmm. yeah it follows your family
0: so, so we cool. got a lot of good ideas for next time for time. Just one more addition to this. Athena says she has survived nine life-threatening incidents in her life. Well, Please girlfriend, visit. what are you not doing? What are, is this man, now the time? She's like Indiana Jones, man. What is that? You
1: know, Write that book, honey. I survived nine near catastrophes. God doesn't want me yet. <laughs> or I missed the boat. I finally figured it out. Maybe you figured it out what's important for you. I did. I, I had an engineering supervisor position. I was making as much money as I would ever need. I had gotten divorced, got into this. Try to figure out why in the world do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. We were such a good people We were such good people that we were absolutely boring. We just rode, you know. We had the garden, 4H, Girl Scout, Boy Scout, you know, horses and running. You know, didn't drink, smoke, nothing. And then I got stage three plus cancer. It was a wake up call. I had to evaluate. I always tell people, something bad happens, kind of look at your life, write down everything you're about, everything you don't like about yourself, and, and think about it, and ask the universe, not for direction, because you're living life, not them, but inspiration to find your path. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to look at that. That's really hard. In my classes, I always say to people, who are you? And sometimes it's simple. If you're listening to me or you're in my classes, you somehow you got the light bulb turned on. Maybe I'm supposed to learn more about the world. Because everybody that learns something, you're going to pass it on. By the way, I met, this, I watched a show with this strange old lady. She's Nancy. You know, she's got a lot good information because she's not any flowery words. Right. It's just what it is. And we do survive. Whether you want to, you believe in it, or you don't want to. You don't want to, you don't believe in it. There's three of them, and I've just lost my train of thought. You're going to survive whether you want to or not, and it's amazing the number of people that come visit me who are atheists. One very famous person came to visit me, and he said to me, would you tell everybody I was wrong? So Professor Gary Swartz, who double-blind tested me, just like Char double-blind tested, that's the same thing when she got questions for me to tell who spirit people standing around. I told Professor Gary Swartz, I said, you won't believe who came to visit me and told me he was wrong. And he looked at me with a deadpan look. He says, you're the third medium has told me that that man has shown up at their house and said the same thing. I went, three out of two, there's three of us now? Well, he's persistent, isn't he? Tell them I was wrong. And I don't have the right to say who it is unless you want me to tell you privately, but then you can't tell anybody else. Call Professor Gary Swartz up. He's the one that's inventing the soul phone, working with ions, mm-hmm. I-A-N-D-S. He's very well known. He's been on coast to coast. He's a personal friend of mine. Haven't talked to him for a year, so life is busy. A couple years maybe.
0: can't remember now. What?
1: And um, it's really he really tested me hard, and I did it. Go ahead.
0: Uh, there's a question, uh, Risa. I lost a friend and coworker this week. Is there a way to check on the well-being of co-worker and friends that have passed away, passed to the other side?
1: Co-worker and friend. It doesn't matter to me if it's co-worker or cousin or sister or whatever. Um, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard. You, unless you have my abilities, sometimes it's hard. Um, if that person died unresolved, unresigned, un, uh, from illness sudden or that one person was unhappy in their life, they could be what we call recovery with family. It feels like that person might have had some darkness at death. And that person was greeted by a plumper to a little bit heavier senior woman. And it feels like they're taking care of her. So it's very possible it could have been what happened. And there has been years. I don't know. But I would get a picture of that friend or write her name down every night at the same time. Think about that person and be aware of the energy in the room and where it is. So you don't want a fan open. You don't want the door open. You don't want a candle going. You want it quiet and still. And one of those days, you're going to sit down same time every night looking at that picture, looking at the name, call that person and the room will shift. That is them. And then if you want to talk to them, I I tell people don't get rambly Rose are you good are you happy give a pause so they can give you a yay feeling they're not going to say no they don't want you to grieve for them if they're not happy Mm -hmm. they could come back you're asking them, are they happy they're going to be happier than they were in the life since she did die then it was her time and she was greeted and it's possible light skin but light eyes grandmother feeling if she was an older woman, it might have been a mother, but the woman was chubbier, and I see her as um, possibly light eyes or hazel or something. Um, I cannot see authenticity. So even in African uh, environment, that light skin and light eyes can show up, but it'd be, but that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it, what I call the light skin woman, possibly light eyes and a chubby. So if someone did greet her, okay, how do we do? <gasps> Oh, almost yeah, took yeah, another
0: half. Almost eight o'clock. So, guys, we did good tonight. You know, it's fun to talk about these things. It's interesting. Janelle, you had a good question. I'm gonna, like I said, we're, we're we're gonna cover that. We're gonna cover these topics. Give people. That's what we're here for is to educate. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. That's what California House does. We we educate, and he educates, that's what we do. <laughs> now, people were asking about readings tonight. Okay, hang on, Athena. I'm supposed to read this. Athena says, "This is the the, the multiple deaths, uh, the multiple a multiple brushes with death." Okay. She was a Wall Street lawyer, minding her own business. World Trade Center. She said it all started when she was a kid. Her school blew up. She was in second grade. Her mom was attacked in front of her at age four with a knife-wielding rapist and murderer.
1: You know, that's really a big storyline. I think it to give you guts. It's almost like it toughened you up. It's like you can conquer anything, girlfriend. Yeah. And and the feeling I got was that you became more in character with who you were meant to be. With me, with all my illnesses and car accidents and horse accidents, I wasn't in an area where those things happened. I wasn't at the World Trade Center. I wasn't. school that got burned up or bombed or anything I lived in the country raising the family when all these things happened Uh, my first really bad accident was 18 I'd got my first car and someone speeding in the rain hit the medium divider flipped into the air and came on top of us Mm -hmm. and the police said how did you know to turn your steering wheel that way hmm I don't think I did I think someone else did the time I drove almost off a cliff and this was in direction of Pollock Pines Do you remember the story of the woman walking naked on the road and there had been a woman and her son who had not gone to the destination? Guess where I, I was blinded and I came around here. it was what they called the, uh, snow blind, something, uh, Mm -hmm. anything went and all of a sudden I couldn't see and I let go of my steering wheel and it turned and I hit something. And then I moved aside, and I remember what it was before I got into that. And it was about not even a quarter mile from where she was found with that little boy in the car. And I always said I thought it was her, but I wasn't meant to die. The angels made sure, or my guides, because this is what I'm supposed to do. And that happened when I was in the business. I lived in Poly Pines, and uh, the only reason I moved was I got snowed in I got snowed out. 11.30 11.30 night after doing a book signing at Barnes & Noble Art & Fair Mall. I think it was 97 or 98. I couldn't get home. It was snowing. And they wouldn't let me in. So I had to leave. But I loved that house, you know. But that woman that died, I was on that right there. And uh, I almost went over. So when I saw where it was, I hit the little cement things. My car had a geostorm blue. If I had gone over with the snow that was coming down, they would never have found me. That was a close call. And later, I think it was the girl that won American Idol, Jesus, take the wheel. I really identify with that because the wheel did turn and I didn't do it.
0: Oh, goosies. i got more goosebumps for you. Uh, Marisa, who asked the question earlier, just give you some confirmation. About you know the the lady that died, and she says that would be my friend Gianna's mom who passed away six months ago. They're Portuguese. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, okay. <laughs> Nancy likes confirmation.
1: <laughs> I don't make anything up. I'm trying to, you know, try to do what I do. And and it's no big deal, everybody. This is what I do. You know, if I make a big deal about oh, look at me, look at me. Ooh, that just feels bad. Taste my mouth. Where's my coffee, by the way?
0: <laughs>
1: Dry mouth. Are we done? Are we going over? Oh, are, this is supposed to be an hour show, everybody. See what yeah, happens when so, we're talking? So
0: we're, we talking. We, we gotta wrap this up, guys. I'm tired. Um, don't forget, we're gonna do this thing on the 18th, and this is where you get a chance to ask a more in-depth question to Nancy. She'll do and I always do.
1: encourage everybody to stay. Once your questions answered, stay because I found the unique little thing that people come clustered. And I'll have a, a question in a session, and the next two or three of the same questions. It's like, I just did this movie. I
0: want <laughs> to post the link to, to that
1: event It looks like um, the energy.
0: What'd you say? I'm posting the link to the event again so everybody sees it. There it goes. And again, that's going to be on the California Haunts ghostly events page that we're going to do this but uh, I, th- I think you're going to like it and uh, you'll, you'll get you'll, you'll get a whole five minute reading from Nancy which is pretty good and as you can see Nancy can squeeze a lot in five minutes
1: I can say a lot uh, so it's Saturday the 18th at what time 7pm uh, okay everybody same time same station Athena if you I'll, want...
0: forward, I'll forward a question we'll, we'll talk afterwards Athena.
1: okay so 7 o'clock yeah. On the 18th, Saturday the 18th. Okay, it's on the calendar, everybody. How? The calendar.
0: First test run. I'm going to have to use a different computer to do it, so it's going to be interesting to see how it transpires. It's a totally well, Facebook Live does not like my webcam, mm-hmm. so I have to use a different computer because because the, the webcam on here is crap. So I have to use my other computer. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this. Works. You know,
1: we can only do the best we can. That's yeah. all.
0: I'll probably be in the other studio too, so I'll be back in my. In the big studio, which would be kind of nice and roomy for me, so. Be but
1: it, which one is it? Have the air conditioner, or is this one you're in? This has the
0: AC. I won't be in AC on that night.
1: Does have it? Okay.
0: No, it does um, be interesting. I'll have a
1: fan. You know, I never mentioned. Uh, you can put my website up. I do have my own channel, so it's. Uh, what did we say? Psychic Nancy Mats or Nancy <laughs> Matt Psychic. There are other Na- other Nancy Mats, and there is a Nancy the Psychic. That's not me. You know what I look like. So when you find my site, this is what I look like. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I haven't changed too much. So Mm -hmm. even though the pictures are 10 years old, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just older. We all get older. Thank God. Right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so go there and you see some of the others. When you go to a page, always click videos because they don't always show the most recent. I'm not sure why. If you click that, then you'll see all of them. And, I have thousands and thousands of hours yet to upload, but I'm. <laughs> if, if the universe will give me enough life, they, it will get done. Mm-hmm. You know, life gets busy in spurts. But anyway, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm at half hour more.
0: Good, you, know. Know, if
1: you give me the four. I'm going to talk. So,
0: yeah, um, PM me your question. I'll, I'll I'll take care of it.
1: But anyway, and we will we'll announce what our next one is. I just don't. We haven't yeah, made a decision.
0: Next, next be Friday at. night talk about the one Janelle asked about. We don't know yet, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be reading it from the book because obviously I missed last Sunday because I had to go to the ER. So I'm going to read tomorrow. I'm going to read Sunday so we can get caught up on the book. Monday. This is something that I've been wanting on, on my paranormal team for a long time. Right? Donna Val, I believe it's Val, V-O-L-L, is going to be with us. She's a psychic. And she draws portraits of the dead.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I did know, that I too for a while. It's just very time consuming.
0: Yeah. yeah. My so brain goes 100
1: to, miles an hour. Yeah. That's, want that's very fun. on
0: my team to do this for a long time because, you know, it, 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 like dead files, right? Because they, they do that on dead files. And I've been wanting to do this for a long time, but I can never find anybody to do it. So it'd be interesting to talk to her. So she's going to be with us on Monday.
1: That's so, something to do with po- not possession fully but they have to have some sort of control of your arm because it, when I was doing it, I remember thinking, I didn't know it. Let me tell a story. I know it. Wrong. I was oh, doing definitely. drawings. This is fun. I can't wait to hear, see her, meet her. I was doing spirit drawings. And every time someone sat down, I remember the time soon, look how fast I talk and get so much more information from me. And I physically describe people, but I was drawing this woman. I was having a terrible time. I am right-handed. The spirit lady was left-handed, and she had had a stroke. So when I was struggling, it was evident. And I says, I don't know what it is, but my other side of my brain won't work. And it's just like, and so sometimes the spirit people kind of reflect who they were in life. So it's kind of fun. And they don't always show themselves at death. Right. But as a photograph you would have in your house for for observation. Mm, that's Absolutely. fun. I, yeah, good for you for having her on. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun Monday. So anyway, I'll be reading tomorrow, 6.30. I'll be reading Sunday, 6.30. Get caught up on that. And then Monday, Donna Vall will be with us. And uh, got some exciting stuff coming up. Like, like I said, we're, we're going to try this thing out on, on the 18th. And then there's some other stuff that I'm putting together. And uh should be interesting to see how it all transpires.
1: You know, you just made me think of something. We have this show. We're going to do it on the 18th. But at seven, usually start at six thirty. Yeah. We're gonna change it to seven?
0: Just for that one.
1: Okay. Everybody pay attention.
0: It's a special event. So it's gonna be seven. Okay. I believe I said seven. I'll have to go back and
1: <laughs> You did say seven because I wrote it down.
0: Yeah, it just occurred to me. It's I same time, a- same station, and I have it's the not. Page open. So let's see yeah, seven PM. I have the page open right now. So yeah. So anyway. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be different. And like I said, I could have done it um, through Patreon, but I mean, money's tight for people. It's like you guys don't want to have to pay a membership every, you know, every month to to hear special shows and stuff. And we could just do it like once in a while this way. It's it's, it's a lot cheaper on, on in the long run for you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's it's easier access because you're going in through Facebook, which you are already, you know. Uh, a member of and all that yeah stuff. so you know that, that's how i'm looking at it so we're going to give it a shot um who knows what's going to happen like i said i'm using the other computer i have a really nice computer problem is it runs real slow which is why i don't use it for this show because if, if, it, if it crashes or something then it takes forever to power up so we're going to be using that one and uh, we'll see how it goes you know it's <sighs> a page but anyway i am going to go i'm tired in fact, you know, like I said earlier, with the heat, I didn't realize how tired I was till I came in here with the air conditioning and fell asleep for 45 minutes. And I was still drowsy because I'm in here with the air conditioning, you know? So yeah, I sat, Nancy, I sat down, literally sat down in front of the computer, getting ready to set the page up, getting ready to do this stuff. And I thought, well, I'm gonna close my eyes for a couple minutes. And I woke up 45 minutes later. Not
1: good. I, you know, I would give you a call, but I can't get through to you because you don't turn the <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. loud on. I think that goes back to me being a, a, a newspaper reporter because I would sit there all day and the phone would ring off the hook. Oh. And then when I got home, I was like, ah, no, that's it. No, you know, I don't want to hear it.
1: It's, that was how awful it was for me before we got internet with emails. So people call me for a reading. That's one thing. You have to leave a message You call me because yeah. I get tons of sp- spam. If you yeah. write me, I always respond by an email. Yeah. So if you write me, make sure you want to call or not. But I get so much spam now.
0: So I'm going to show you Nancy's information for those of you that want full readout, yeah. Nancy. There's information yeah. on there on how to reach her for those. And you can stay on, Nancy, while I do the information. Let's see. How,
1: All right, everybody. Good night. I've had a lot of fun. This is fun. So here we I enjoy so this a let's lot.
0: Let's run this. Nancy's going to stay on while we do this. There we go. Oh. Websites. nancymats.com Nancy yep. Matt's author, remember that for the N is capped, the that the M is capped, the, uh, the A is capped. And then you've got youtube.com at Nancy Matt Psychic. And you've got help get me out of this funk, Nancy's book. And you've got two worlds developing your psychic skills. And The Unwilling Sacrifice. Like I said, great book. I read it. Wonderful book. And if you want information on how to book Nancy for a reading, check out her website. Or check out the uh, description of this event here. It's it's in, it's in the Facebook description on there that, that I put out there. The link and everything. Books at Amazon. Okay, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow for uh, more of Lizzie Borden and uh, have a good one. I'm going to get rid of Nancy now watch. Watch this. I can do magic. Ready? Abracadabra. See how quick that was? Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.